This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Cheryl. Tig. Going clear. Going clear about Scientology. A lot of Tom Cruise. And uh, John Travolta. A lot of discussion about those two. Nicole Kidman yes. came up, too. She came up. And not, she's listening, by the way. Hello, she Nicole. Is. Hey, Nicole. Hey, girl. Hey, Nikki. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else did we talk about? Oh, man. We covered a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and nothing at the same time. <laughs> yes. Nothing. You will leave this episode with nothing. <laughs> You're not going to learn anything. You're not going to be a better person. No. Well, you'll learn that if you drink too much, your face will go numb. Yeah, you'll learn that. Yeah. So, so uh, ladies and ge- germs, ladies and jerks, ladies and jerks, welcome to Going Clear, Scientology and the Prison of Belief. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig. (laughs) Hey, Cheryl. We still don't know how to start our show. We really don't. Just so people know, on our Zoom while we're recording, we take, what, a couple of seconds to Mm -hmm. kind of smirk at each other Mm -hmm. until somebody says Until somebody breaks. Yeah. 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 It's a really uh, mature way to start a podcast. <laughs> are are we a mature? No, a mature way. We're a mature, not a mature. We're a mature podcast. Mm-hmm. We've matured. <laughs> Do you think we've matured since no. we started? It's gotten yeah. worse. I think we've immatured. I think it for sure has. It really amuses me to think of our first five or six episodes where we were really... Trying to t- talk about the documentary like people were actually watching the film. Here's the thing. is I kind of want to go back and listen to the first few <laughs> and just cringe thinking we don't know how off the rails we're about to go and how pointless it was to try and take it so seriously. Why do we, why do we even try? Um, uh, but listen, we do need to dive into this. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, you know, 
People are mm-hmm. listening for a reason. Different reasons, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Should we say what we're talking about? <laughs> I forget how this goes. Do you know what? Somewhere somebody commented in some review or some message that they sent, <laughs> wondering if this was scripted. <laughs> the writer should be fired immediately. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who could write this? Yeah. Can you imagine if they submitted a writing sample <laughs> of this and we okayed it? <laughs> we did punch-ups and it was this. Yeah. Um. Listen, let's just, I think we should get into it, Tig. We've got... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, what is this? today we're talking about going clear, Scientology and the prison of belief. 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 Do you want me to tell you what, what it is? What's yeah. About? Okay. Please do. Well, Going Clear, Scientology and the Prison of Belief is a 2015 documentary film directed by Alex Gibney and produced by HBO. This documentary explores the inception and rise of Scientology as well as its controversial belief system, history of scandal, and its context, contentious, sorry, <laughs> tax-exempt status. Oh I know. I really should have put on my glasses. <laughs> the film premiered at the 2015 Sundance Film Festival. It won three Emmys, the 2015 Peabody Award, and the Award for Best Documentary Screenplay from the Writers Guild of America. What's going on with your I, human you know body? What? I just ate a... <laughs> this is sad. I, <laughs> I just ate this old um, Christmas... Hershey's Kiss that says ho, ho, ho on it. This is how old it is. And for some reason, it's making me very, uh, it's producing a lot of saliva. (laughs) It's probably rotten. Why do you have, did you find it in your couch? I have a jar full of them in the kitchen. And they really caught my eye today, right before we started rolling. And do you typically eat them? No, I hardly ever do. So nobody eats those. They're just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, they've been sitting here, you know, for five months. <laughs> Even with a little flag that says, ho, ho, ho. Nobody has been lured over there. Not at all. And wow. it looks like a Santa hat. I think that's also part of the problem. If it was just silver, nobody would know it was from Christmas. But I think but, that. Well, yeah. Now it's a deterrent. Ho, ho, ho. Gives it away a little bit. Yeah. Um, Tig, this was one that I I feel like I had watched and I felt like I had a very good sense of what this documentary was but I made myself watch it again mm-hmm. and uh, it I was never all, saw it it was all new to me <laughs> see I'm glad we don't just phone it in like we want to do <laughs> <laughs> and like we end up doing it. anyway um what did yeah, you think I, of this well, to start off, I thought yes. it was called, originally I thought it was called Going Queer. That's not true. I know. But it's cute. Thank you. Maybe you should do a, do- a documentary called Going Queer. Well, maybe there's some filmmakers listening who Let can make know. it happen. Yes. Um, what did I think of it? You know, I thought it was interesting, but I guess I feel like so many religions are so weird. Yeah. And corrupt. Yeah. That I just feel like people do weird things. And and you're supposed to believe really weird things. 
Yeah. Really unbelievable things. And you weren't you weren't shocked by it. No, because it's like um, Tom Cruise and John Travolta are part of this. But then you look at other religions like Christianity, where there's very famous people that are part of that religion that are doing weird things or not calling out their religion or whatever it is, their belief system. It's just... It's just not that crazy. And I know people love, and I think it's crazy. Trust me, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. You think it's all crazy. Do you think every religion is crazy? I mean, a lot of times. I mean, what's so interesting about Scientology is that L. Ron Hubbard created it. So he Mm -hmm. was a a science fiction writer who Mm -hmm. had published over a thousand books. And he was also a member of a black magic cult (laughs) run by Jack Parsons who wanted to usher in the Antichrist. So they Mm -hmm. were looking for a woman to have a baby as the Antichrist. So that's that's where he began. Sure. You have to start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. That's That's right. That's where he started. And L. Ron, this is also confusing. L. Ron Hubbard. I find that confusing people that... Their first name is just an initial. Oh, like CCH Pounder. Well, um, that, that's there's three probably a letters. lot of Ron Hubbards apparently, mm. and so he puts the L there to be like, I'm not that Ron Hubbard. I'm different. I'm L. But what about what if his name was Leroy? Why not just go with Leroy Hubbard? <laughs> is his name Leroy? I have Hubbard? no idea. But it's, oh my god! What if, what if it's Larry? What if his name was Larry Hubbard and he was just like, ugh, Ron sounds so much better. L. Ron. I don't know. I'd probably go with Ron over Larry. Would you? What if it was Leroy over Ron? Leroy. Yeah, Leroy has a little more spark. In fact, I was on um, Zach Galifianakis's old show on Comedy Central. I, it was my first time. Maybe I've mentioned this on this show before. but No, please despite- tell it again. Well, yeah, well, that's what we're here for. That's what we are here for. I don't, it, don't edit out repeat stories. We don't care. We're, we're aging and forgetful. <laughs> and our listeners might be like, oh, yeah, they've told this story before. So um, anyway, I, it was my first appearance on television. And my character's name was Leroy. And I walked into the scene and I put my hands up like this. How would you describe this? Like, huh? But it wasn't, huh? I was oh. just delivering a very basic line, but I delivered uh, it like that. like With the palms up, facing up. And yeah. Yeah, like, what What, yeah. what was the line? Like, well, I don't know. It doesn't know. matter. The, the oh. point is, that was me acting. That was, I didn't know how to act, so I, I raised my arms, palms up. Uh-huh. I delivered my line, mm-hmm. and then I delivered my other line, mm-hmm. and my other line, palms up. The wow. whole the whole scene, I was palms up with my with my hands. And did anybody say, "Hey, try no, something we else"? Did like, no, we did no. like one take. It was so low budget, and um, but the whole joke was that Zach's character. I was an old friend of Zach's, and my name was actually Lee. And my last name was Roy. Mm. And Zach thought I was a man after all the years of being friends. And so he just thought my name was Leroy. And then when he saw you, was he like, oh, you're a lady? 
Well, no, because the the bit is that we was. were friends the for whole so joke long. Was we were friends forever. Oh, he didn't know and- until I told told him. I have a friend named Kim Me. I mean, she's an acqu- she's an acquaintance. You know, I don't know her very well. She lives across the country, but for so long, I thought her name was Kimmy. Sure, that makes sense. And so I would call her Kimmy, and uh-huh. she was like, "You know, my name is Kim Me." <laughs> so every time I was talking to her, we'd like saying, "Hey, Cheryl Hines, how are you doing, Cheryl Hines?" And then I said, "So oh. clearly not a close friend." <laughs> Close you never saw her name written out. No, I had never seen <laughs> That's it. how not close. <laughs> Until I saw her name written out, I was like, oh, that's not, oh, I've been calling you your first and last name every time I see you. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, listen. Uh, so Ron Hubbard writes a... But wait, did you think it was weird or were you kind of like, well, yeah, it's weird. Things are weird. People are weird. Scientology? Yeah. Um. Yes. I think it's weird. I agree with you. People do, like a lot of religion is strange. There are a lot of like ceremonies and traditions Mm -hmm. that are just bizarre, but we don't really stop and... Because they've been around forever. they've been around for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I think people can do whatever they want to do. They can believe whatever they want to believe. They can. So, So none of that, you know, disturbed me or bothered me. But then I think what what's interesting is in this film, you see the origin of it all, which mm-hmm. really makes you stop and think, oh, he wrote a thousand books on science fiction and the whole sort of religion is based on sort of a science fiction idea. Yeah, for sure. And, and so when he wrote this book, Dianetics, people really sparked to it. This was in the... In the 50s. He wrote it in the 50s. Yeah. And um, people were really intrigued by it. And I mean, and I also agree with, you know, kind of goes back to cults, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Because when you think about cults and people are drawn to them because like for Scientology, the idea seems to be on its face that we've all had things in our past that prevent us from moving forward because we're so stuck in those emotions from a traumatic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we could find a way to clear those away, mm-hmm. we could move forward and, and be the best person we could be. And I think that's very attractive. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. So people are drawn to it. Mm-hmm. And and the people that are drawn to it seem to, to be behind the idea of, well, we're making the world a better place. I'm making myself a better person so I can be of service to be, to help other people be better people. Mm-hmm. So it sounds fine. Mm-hmm. And then when you start um, getting in there, getting in there, then it goes to <laughs> this is the problem. This is what this, this is the difference between, a, I don't want to even say regular religion. Mm hmm. Regular, you know, regular and normal is not really, they're not really good words anymore. No. No, no. you can't use them. They don't really make sense anymore. No, because there is no normal. Yeah, everything's irregular and abnormal. (laughs) Yeah. But if you were in a religion or a group, even a group, Mm -hmm. and people say, hey, come over here and tell me what's the worst thing you've ever done. Mm -hmm. I'm going to record this. 
-hmm. And I'm going to take a lot of notes while you tell me and use names and dates. That would be like, hey, that should be a red flag for anybody. Yeah, you might find yourself thinking, I'm probably going to end up on a documentary. (laughs) There's There's probably... Because between this and what is Nexium? Yeah, Ranieri, I mean, the volleyball yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, it was the same idea, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they 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 get people's very personal information, things that they regret or have done that they don't want other people to find out about, mm-hmm. and then they use it against them. So it's the same with Scientology, from what we learned in this documentary and we only know what they're telling us do you know scientologists are I you do. no i know and you're I, friends with yes uh f- friendly john travolta john travolta and i hang out every wednesday um no but i would love to be friends with john travolta wouldn't you no you don't care uh, i you wouldn't want to be because he's a scientologist do I need to be here for this recording? It sounds like you can ask all the questions and answer them. <laughs> okay, tell Look, me. Look, I was a big fan of Welcome Back, Cotter and Grease. Mm. And then I, after that, I stopped watching TV and film. But um, wow, I don't know if I've seen him in anything since. But Tig, uh, what? You haven't seen John Travolta in anything since Grease? I saw him in Face Off. Wasn't he in Face Off? I have no idea. I did not see Face Off. Face Off was good. Is that when they tra- we he transferred faces with uh, yeah with uh, Nick, uh, Nick Cage, Nicholas yeah. Cage? That was a good movie. I really liked that movie. I didn't see that one. Pulp well, Fiction? No, no, I didn't see Pulp Fiction. Too violent. It's very violent. Yeah, I'm not into violent movies unless Mm-mm. I'm in them. Army of the Dead on Netflix, <laughs> May 21st. Then you're happily. Uh-huh. And uh, okay, so wait, so if John Travolta called you and asked you if you wanted to go to coffee, what would you say? I'd be like, uh, Sandy. <laughs> oh no, was that your first? <laughs> Danny Zuko? Yeah, Sandy, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, our son had a um, a Danny and Sandy moment. When he was in preschool, he had his best friend, and they were they ate lunch together every day. They hugged when they saw each other, said, I love you. And then during the pandemic, they haven't seen each other. Yeah. And they signed up. They happened to sign up for the same t-ball team. Yeah. And my son was so excited to see his friend. Aww. When he showed up, his friend didn't talk to him. No. Yeah. Because why? Just sort of moved on, didn't stick in the memory. I, I get. I don't know, but it was. Aww. I saw, I saw him, be. Oh, heartbroken. Sad. And then when we got home, he didn't really talk about it. And then when we got home, we were going up to bed, at bedtime. He said, "Yeah, we just have to get used to each other again." I think. Aww. I think we just have to get used to each other. That was pretty, that's pretty amazing that he could come to that conclusion on his own. Yeah, yeah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. 
There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, it was great. It just Aww. was uh, Slightly watching. sad. Ugh, it was brutal. I was watching my son go up. Because the whole time he was like, I'm going to go up and oh, hug him and give no. him a kiss and tell him I love him. And then nothing. nothing. Well, wow. And I just saw my son like so confused. Oh, he's Matthew. four, you know. That's a lot. Anyway, I, when I was watching it, I was like, this is very Danny. Like after the summer they very, had. And, and then she, he shows up and he's like, and she's like, Danny. Danny. He's like, oh, well, well, oh, well, hey. what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> So going clear, so there's a woman named Spanky, which, listen, as names go, (laughs) she was one of the fortunate ones. (laughs) Could that really be her name? God-given name, Mm -hmm. since we're talking about religion? I don't know, even if it's not, and somebody's calling you Spanky. And you're like 40. You're grown You're grown-ass even person. before 40, it seems like <laughs> there is an age where you say, how's about yeah. we yeah. go in a different direction? Yeah. You mm-hmm. would think so. But, I mean, listen, but if she... Like spankers. My- <laughs> is there a name you've wanted for yourself that you don't have? Um, I My name was uh, Cece for a while. Why? Because I was an I was a personal assistant for Rob Reiner and his family, and they already had an assistant named Cheryl, so we had to come up with a different name for me. Mm-hmm. Cece. So I said, "Well, I've always wanted to be called Cece." Did they ever ask you, Cece? Can you CC me on that? Oh no. What? I'm sure they did, and you probably didn't even notice it. I didn't at the time. It wasn't yeah. hilarious. CC me, Cece. <laughs> Oh, but but you but I mean, listen, we're talking about names, and your name is Tig. 
yeah. I mean, people could be saying, Spanky could be saying the exact same thing about you. Like, oh, hey. Spanky better not. <laughs> Spanky, if you are listening. <laughs> At uh, some point, Spanky's like, okay, don't give me a hard time about being called Spanky. She's being called Tig. You know, people always tell me that my name, Tig Notaro, is a better name than my Star Trek name and that it sounds like a Star Wars name. What's your Star Trek name? Don't act like you don't follow the show. <laughs> it's Jet Reno. Oh, Jet Reno. I always think of Janet Reno when I hear that. No offense. Well, I mean, not, not, that's not, not, nothing to be offended by. Yeah. Anyway, Tig, in Going Clear, Spanky. Mm-hmm. Spank-a-doodle-doo. She's a young woman and she joins the Sea Org, the Sea mm-hmm. Organization in the Scientology organization. And it's a big deal. And this Mm -hmm. is her talking about um, the contract she had to sign. Sea Org is the most fraternal order of the organization. It's people who really, really believe in the cause and sign a billionaire contract, which I did when I was, you know, as soon as I could. (laughs) Let's get Marks get into that billionaire contract. A billion-year contract. That might be the moment where, um, <laughs> like, wait a second. This is a circus. Could it, could we just make it like a two year and see what happens? They're like, no, it's a billion years or nothing. <laughs> I would even say three months. <laughs> I feel like that is a good time to really assess somebody in a situation. A billion, a bit. If someone said, "Hey, can you just sign here? It's uh, for a billion years." And Do you think anybody responded to that without doing a double take or kind of a little a billion years? Or do you think everybody, when they said sign a billion years, went, oh, okay, oh, right there? I don't, sign it seems like. Dot, not I. Could I make it two billion years? <laughs> it seems like, yeah, that would be a red flag, but it did, I. It's hard to imagine anybody. Uh, so wait, Tom away. Cruise signed a billionaire contract. No, because these are just. I think these were just Sea Org people, and then oh, she right. So right. so then she said, as soon as she joined the Sea Org, that mm-hmm. they took them to this uh, ship, uh-huh. and um, they immediately started making them scrub the ship with tiny scrub brushes. Sure. In the hot sun. And they made how much an hour? Was it like 30, 30 cents? cents or, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are they getting out of this? That's what I don't understand. I mean, I guess camaraderie. But I've gotten that without <laughs> making 30 cents an hour using a toothbrush to scrub. scrubbing filth. I think I have. I mean, people have certainly turned out to be not who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. But... But at the same time, it wasn't soul crushing. Like no. you could, you, a person could join their community theater group in their town and mm-hmm. feel a great sense of camaraderie. Yeah, Cheryl's mm-hmm. shaking her shoulders as she says <laughs> it. Hey, music man, make needs- it sound fun. That is the statement you made about local theater. What you added in with your shoulders really implies it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's Were fun. you a part of community theater? Of course I was. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, Mu- I... Music man, you know, I I did a dance in the library. I was a chorus Unrelated. <laughs> Unrelated. 
<laughs> I was just dancing around. The uh, library. But I guess what what's really interesting in this film is, so Paul Haggis. Why do uh, I know his name? Just because he's, he's such a big director. Yes. Oh, and he created Facts of Life. Is that right? Or was a producer on Facts of Life? I have no idea. Now I feel like I need to Google that. That does not sound... The Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. It's the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. Tootie. Paul Haggis, but he... he. Do you know Paul? Um. Do I know Paul? Oh boy! Okay, here's my Paul Haggis story. I don't know Settle if it's in. gonna, tr- I don't know if it's gonna translate over the airways, yeah, but I know it won't. Go on. Rachel Harris and I were at the Vanity Fair Oscar party, so this mm-hmm. must have been when he he wrote, directed, produced the film Crash, and then won an Oscar. So that night that he won an Oscar, Rachel Harris and I happened to be at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Yeah. Uh, we had too much to drink. And, of course. Um, and so we're standing there talking to Paul Haggis and, um, oh, who else were we talking John to? John Travolta. So cute. And so we're talking to, uh, we're talking to him and Rachel is just looking at me and keeps giving me signals, like she's touching her forehead and then she's giving me like a cutoff signal, like cut it off touching her forehead cutting it off and i'm like you had a booger i didn't know what she was doing Mm -hmm. and paul is you know he just what this is his night i'm dying to hear what paul haggis has to say and finally i was like rachel i don't know what your signal is to me yeah and she said i can't feel my face i've had too much to drink and i was like oh my god did you just stop our entire conversation with Paul Haggis so you could tell me you can't feel your face? How much did she drink? It makes me think. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest drinker, I'll be honest. No, but if even if you have like two martinis on an empty stomach, that's like, you know, that's something. What do you mean it's something? Where you wouldn't be able to feel your face? Have you ever had so much to drink you couldn't feel your face? Uh, I'll, I'll say yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Have you not? No, I mean, have you never? You've never been drunk? No, I've been drunk before. It's not a regular occurrence. Yeah, but it's uh, it's never been to the point of being unable to feel my face. No, I mean that does seem very specific. And at the time, I was like, I don't know what that means. So she wasn't trying to shut you up. She was just trying to say. I can't feel my face. Yeah. See, if I was drunk, I just would have interrupted you and Paul and just said, oh, Mm. my God, I'm so drunk. (laughs) I can't feel my face. So getting back to Scientology for a moment. Yeah. Also, what's kind of crazy to watch in this documentary is Mm -hmm. is people, you know, going clear and Mm -hmm. they hold on to two. I mean, it honestly. Toilet paper rolls. It looks Copper like, toilet paper rolls. It looks like two t- tin cans with a string. They, they look like. <laughs> it doesn't look like a high tech. It no. doesn't look high tech at all. There's so many moments, again, where you would just, I don't know if it's like a cynical comedian, but yeah. I would be looking around like I'm on 
a prank show. Right. Like somebody handed me copper toilet paper rolls with and said, uh, and, and said tell me wire. all your secrets. Yes. And then you would see a, a needle moving. And when it starts to really move, they go, stay there. Stay there. Tell us more about that that part. And do you suppose there's somebody listening somewhere that's moving the needle somewhere? I don't. I couldn't get an. I couldn't get a vibe on it that. It has to be the case. It, is it just? Is it just uh, testing your pulse or? No, I don't think it, it actually works. Well, it said it was like slightly related to a lie detector test. Yeah, but I think they need to take a lie detector test about. The saying copper. it's part of a lie detector test. I think they're lying. I think somebody's probably listening and moving the dial to where they want them to stay. And then they they make it look like it's real. So Tom Cruise and John Travolta did this. Yeah. But see, you know what What I do, I do respond to is it does seem sort of exciting that one person is listening to all your stories and they're so curious about your life that they want you to hold the little cans in your hand to see what really gets you going and what was really painful in your life and then they talk you through it and they try to get you over it so it's not blocking you anymore. I see how that could be appealing although they were talking about yeah, isn't having like, that what friends are for oh yeah or therapists yeah you does seem like a, a wise friend would be cheaper yeah <laughs> cheaper than than scientology right i mean because it's not like the the people that are doing this auditing have degrees in psychology or anything right it seems like no <laughs> It seems like, I mean, are we going to get harassed and chased down for talking about this? Will Scientology, they'll listen to this. Well, here's what I also think. I'm sure that there are probably plenty of Scientologists that are great, amazing people that are living their best life and doing their best in the world. And then Mm -hmm. they're probably, yeah, the guys that sit outside in an unmarked van with cameras <laughs> on their heads yeah those were some low-tech like cameras taped I, to their baseball hats <laughs> that was so <laughs> utterly insane <laughs> again it seems like a joke a hidden camera show yeah every part of it i feel like I would be constantly saying, this can't be. Like, if I saw those guys outside my door. (laughs) (laughs) With their video cameras taped to their heads? Yeah, I would. I mean, obviously, it would be disturbing, but it would also be like the buffoonery. Well, just so people know what's going on in this documentary, that when people tried to leave Scientology, then... Sometimes they would be harassed by a small group from the Scientology department. Well, is that the thing? Is it is it directly the Scientology, the Church of Scientology, or is it people hired by? Yeah, who's actually doing it? 
Yeah, that was um, unclear. Mm. Unclear. Yes. Um, but anyway, we're really we're skipping ahead. Okay, I'm we're sorry. spilling beans, even though I think people know these beans. Yeah, and Don't I think, think people, people know these just want to know about John Travolta and Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, because it is interesting because they're intelligent, successful people. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you feel like okay, well, clearly they're attracted to it for some reason and it really they're mm-hmm. getting something out of this. Well, yeah, like any religion, there's so many people that get positive stuff out of their religion or cult or whatever, but there's also as we've already discussed, so much rough stuff that can <laughs> go on. There's some rough stuff. I yeah. mean, yeah, one moment of rough stuff, I feel like I would be out. Okay, at what point? See, I would probably go along with the holding the tin cans and telling some stories because I would want to see where the meter went to. Yeah, I would want to see where the meter went. And so I would you would tell s- them a real story or would you make something up? Well, I mean, I haven't like robbed a bank or killed anybody. So what? I don't know what kind of story would be so exciting for someone to hear. Robbed but- a bank. <laughs> oh, my God. If I mean, you were what- robbing banks. <laughs> and then talking about it to my auditor in Scientology. <laughs> I robbed some banks in Orlando. And the needle's like, bing, 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 bing. Stay there. Stay, stay there. Stay there. <laughs> we need names, figures. I mean, I would I would try to find the most interesting story, right? Has anyone ever asked you to go to the Scientology, the Church of Scientology, or check it out? Or No. I mean, I remember like walking down Hollywood Boulevard at some point when I was younger and somebody standing outside like would you like to come inside wait it's not even on hollywood boulevard what is it on on oh it's on sunset yeah but i never went in Uh uh-huh although i was i was interested but there was also a part of me that was like i don't know what goes on in there what if you were interested like i'm interested to see what the process is and why people are drawn to it and what really goes on like a science project not like you're interested considering joining no, I wouldn't be interested to join. Yeah. No. Okay. But w- w- what about you? Are you really asking me? I'm asking you if you'd like to come along. No. There <laughs> Has is anybody no... ever asked you to check it out? No. But, you know, driving past it, it's such a weird color of blue, the mm. building, you know. And why do they call it? It's called like the Celebrity Center or yeah. something. Yeah. That's also Good a little question. strange. Why does it say that? Because they wanted to they wanted to attract celebrities to attract more people. That's also what I don't understand about religion that feels the need to recruit other people. Yeah. That seems like a red flag. Like just do your thing when people want to recruit. Mhm. You know, I mean, I I know, but when you think you have something uh, fantastic, not just fantastic, but that your life has changed and potentially mm. other people's life could mm. change for the better. Yeah. The, I never understood it until until I became vegan. Ah. And, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I want people to understand how much better my life and health and how great I feel. And so I understand 
trying to wanting, recruit. Yeah. And, and I want your life to be as good or feel as good as mine. So if somebody eats cheese around you, are, are you secretly thinking, ugh, why are you eating so much cheese? <laughs> it's not a feeling of, ugh, why are you eating so much cheese? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you don't have to eat that. There's so many alternatives to dairy cheese mm. that are delicious. And I like know- cashew cheese. I know the brands. I know mm. the cheese to eat. And okay. it would, I mean, if we really want to get into it, any processed food yeah. is it's, not good for it's you. It's not good for you. Whether no. it's dairy cheese or vegan cheese. Mm -hmm. But then that goes into harming animals and, mm -hmm. you know, people saying, oh, I'm an animal lover. And it's like, well, you're killing animals. But you're eating um, a lamb chop for dinner. Yes. Mm. And, um, but is there something to be said for the people that, that say, oh, well, this is how we've evolved as, as humans. It's been part of the food chain. Well, of course, people say that all the time. And but you say cashew cheese to you, sir. That's what I say to everyone. Cashew <laughs> cheese to you, sir. It's part of the food. It's not like there's so much to say. I okay. mean, ca cows, people are eating cows by the gazillion billions. And it's not like cavemen ate cows. Mm. That's like something introduced into our diet that is so toxic for the human body and the environment and um it's not like we have to kill cows to survive or you should go to bhutan the country bhutan because in bhutan uh they don't kill any animals and most people there are vegan or vegetarians and even if they do eat meat it has to be imported because they don't do it in their country isn't that interesting? I've been very interested to visit Bhutan. The thing about Bhutan is you have to have a guide mm -hmm. when you go. You can't just show up in Bhutan willy-nilly. Somebody has to invite you, right? They don't necessarily have to invite you, no. But you oh, have that's to live there, I think. Oh, that may yeah. be true. Yeah. When were you in Bhutan? I went uh, about five years ago. And it's beautiful, right? It is very beautiful and... Um, one of the things that I remember is they have these chili peppers that are red and they yeah. put them on their um, tin roofs to dry out. So yeah. you look out and you see all these. It looks like red roofs, but they're really chili peppers. Okay, I'll look like it up. That. Anyway, let's get back to... Um, but I mean, have you, real quick, have you yeah. had anything like that where you felt like you wanted to spread the word? Um, uh, hmm. Aside from my comedy. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think when somebody dies, it's mm -hmm. very, it's a difficult, very difficult to process. And I do think the book on death and dying is, mm -hmm. is important to read mm -hmm. just to, to know that a lot of people have been through the same sort of feelings and thoughts that you're having. And I that's the only thing that sort of compels me to reach sure. out to somebody. Mm -hmm. But, all, but you know, people can do whatever they want to do. But I'm not going to, like, scrub a toilet with a toothbrush. I don't care who you are or what you tell me to do. Listen, I, yeah. I 
highly doubt <laughs> that you won't be scrubbing something, a toilet with a toothbrush. Uh, okay. So now John Travolta's in Scientology. Tom Cruise is in Scientology. All these people are assigned to Tom Cruise. They do everything for him. They trick out his cars and his his motorcycles. motorcycles And planes. Planes. And then he falls in love with Nicole Kidman. Mm -hmm. Boy, does she have some stories to tell. Oh, she must. We should have her on this. Nicole. We should have had her on this episode. DM us. And then, and then she was sort of taking Tom away from the Scientology church. So then, uh, one of the guys in the documentary was assigned to um, break them up, mm-hmm. and they wiretapped her phone. Oh, I'd be so mad! Would you be furious if Stephanie was like, "Okay, I've been listening to all of your conversations, and we need to talk," because mm-hmm. that's how she talks. <laughs> it's so crazy to think about is it like uh, like a bunch of people sitting there listening to all your phone calls and what do you suppose they heard that i mean mine would be so dull i think i know i always tell people when when everybody's like oh the government is listening in on your calls or that i'm yeah. always like okay enjoy yourselves <laughs> <laughs> i hope you enjoyed my bed bath and beyond discussion <laughs> with my friend <laughs> I know. Who is listening? Who are the people that are listening to, you know, hours and hours of mm-hmm. this and crap? If they did, there's not a lot they're going to get out of my private conversations <laughs> or my texts. Mm-mm. There's just not there's really just anything not. in there. Move along, government. Move along. Move along. I'll gladly give you access to my email, my phone. There's. Nothing in there. There's nothing in there. But so the, the controversial thing about Scientology is they they decide if somebody is, what is it when they're called bad actors, bad people? What are they yeah, called? I negative Nellies. I'm, sure, I'm Nellies, sure it's I not think. negative Nellies. Yeah. But if someone's considered to be a negative Nelly and they- They're problematic. Yeah. Then the church will say, hey, uh, break it off with that person even if that person's your son disconnect right disconnect is that what they do yeah i have to disconnect from you mm-hmm. with the family member with your friends and uh, people do yeah. so people start disconnecting and then they mm, it's i guess instead of negative nelly it's really called <laughs> suppressive person <laughs> you guys are all just a bunch of negative nellies <laughs> And and if that yeah, I, actually I wouldn't even put it past the Church of Scientology to call somebody a negative Nelly, and I mean because they had you sign a billion year contract and they were well, okay with that. It's yeah. like all right, well, it's not like they're um, beyond being silly or ridiculous. Yes. So so Tom Cruise had to cut out uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. For being a negative Nelly. Do you know and Nicole Kidman? I don't. Mm-mm. Do you? No, I had to introduce her once at an award mm. show, and she was—I think she's a tall drink of water—and she had, um, yeah, she's not, she's not obese. Mm-mm, she's not. And she had high heels on. And while oh. I was standing next to her, I remember thinking, "Am I re- reminding her of Tom Cruise at all?" <laughs> 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 
<laughs> she went home and was just so angry at you. She's like, ah, oh, I was I just think, getting over it. I don't think she, I don't, I wasn't even slightly on her radar. <laughs> I was, I, I was like, hi, Nicole, uh, my name's Tig, I'm introducing you. And she was just nodding mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. I, I can mm-hmm. hear you because I have ears. Um, but I don't think she knew me or cared no she hasn't thought about you since she didn't think about me while my mouth was moving and i was introducing myself to her when you were standing in front of her looking like her (laughs) ex-husband it was a funny moment i don't normally get pictures with famous people but it was a moment where i was like i would love to get a picture of us together but you didn't get one no no you're not gonna be that person she's not gonna smile for that silly picture she's not going to take that picture (laughs) anyway it didn't work out all right so now okay so l ron hubbard okay about to spill some beans died (laughs) wait a minute we didn't get a chance (laughs) you didn't get a chance to tell people to pause pause. and turn your vacuum cleaner (laughs) off oh what was his name aiden I, wasn't it Aiden that's vacuuming? Yeah, Aiden. I'm sorry. I should have told Is you. Is Aiden that. a guy's name? In my mind. Aiden, turn your <laughs> vacuum cleaner off. That's right, Aiden. We're talking to no. you. Turn oh. your vacuum cleaner off. Actually, I think Aiden should keep it on because there's really... I can't believe you remembered Aiden's name. No, I know. because it was impressive. So... Well, I, I have a stepson named Aiden. Oh, okay. So it's stuck in my tiny, tiny mind. Yes. <laughs> Most things don't. <laughs> Most things just bounce right back out. Okay. Um, so then this guy, David Miscavige. Miscavige. Doesn't matter. How do you say it? I don't. Miscavige. 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 It, it truly doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I just, there's no part no, of me that's. That cares. That, that no. Cares. Or that's looking at you like, no, that's not it. <laughs> He takes over and um and he's like really drunk with power, don't you think? This mm-hmm. guy probably face is numb. He's so drunk. He's so his face is numb. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. They just he harasses people and he becomes good friends with Tom Cruise. What if the Church of Scientology heard this episode and started using this as a way to lure people into their organization. Where they're like, these two could not talk enough about Scientology. Here's an excerpt. Yeah, there's a there's a nice balance of why you should or shouldn't, but we feel like this is for everyone's benefit. Now sit down, hold on to the copper toilet paper rolls. <laughs> oh, hmm. by the way, when you were watching this, were you thinking, oh God, they're in Florida. There they are in Clearwater, Florida. Okay. Florida. What, what happens is in Florida? Cheryl Hines is born. <laughs> People love to just set up camp in Florida and do crazy shit. Yeah. Um, and th- by the way, this is a uh, this is a three billion dollar um, company. It's not really. I a would company. have thought it would be more. What? I would. Because aren't people? Now, does Tom Cruise ha- and and John Travolta do they, do they have to give their money to 
The Church of Scientology? I have no idea. I'm, it does seem like they support them but in somehow, but uh-huh. but that's very personal. Whatever they want to give, I don't know. But it does seem like the people that talked about it in this film, they did seem to indicate that people were expected to mm-hmm. to give money. Yes. I mean, even Paul Haggis was like, I gave them, what did he say, like $250,000 or something? A lot. What about the other actor? He was awfully cute. Um, oh, yeah. He was all attitude, huh? Jason Big. He was killing me. Because he, because he, he was, first he was, in a, you know, he was like, the first two years, I'm killing it. I'm going clear. I'm doing my, you know, uh, what do they call them when you're doing your audits? Uh-huh. Um, he's like, and then started getting a little weird. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get out. But then I couldn't get out. They were fucking with my mind. I just like the way he talked. He was like very, you know, like you were talking yeah, to a he- friend. Who was telling yeah. you about it? I don't know. He surprised me with his attitude, like that he would have been in as long as he was. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, th- there's clearly there's there are clearly good things about this. But what are the good things? Well, it's like we talked about before. The reason why people are attracted to it, if the idea is like to clear away. Or process all of the... But do people do that? Yes. I think it probably does help to sit there and talk to someone about something traumatic or dramatic that happened to you that you've been holding on to that you can't move past. Sure. But I mean... I think if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, if somebody, you know, is taking the time to listen... Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. And to hear like what your thoughts are and what you want to accomplish. Yeah. So it sounds like you're, you're about um, to join. Yeah. But it sounds like you really don't have much of a problem. I don't have a problem. Even though they're um, not being very nice. Well, right. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that they should harass people. I don't think that. But even when this guy, Jason, was describing people being sent to the hole, which uh-huh. was like a, a little mm, Scientology prison, uh-huh. and they weren't allowed out. But he said, if somebody walked in there and said, okay, you can all leave, if the government walked in and said, you should all leave, that none of them would have left. Mm-hmm. You know, so, there, so people are there on their own free will. For sure. But it just feels like there's a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's, like I said, it's the same with so many religions. Well, I mean, I think it's good that people can communicate online. And that's how how Scientology was exposed. And even the Keith Raniere thing, that's how it was exposed. Somebody started writing about it and blogging about it. And people started joining in. So Uh I think that's good. And I think it creates a check checks and balances type of system that we should have right so potentially scientology could be a positive thing if there were some checks and balances i mean well look at catholicism Mm -hmm. there are bad things that have gone on not in catholicism (laughs) cheryl but p but but a lot of you know but that's like a specific people Mm mm-hmm Right? It's not what everybody in the group 
gets together and agrees on. Right. But when you leave the Catholic Church, yeah, you're not hunted down. No. No. That's where it gets really different. Yeah. And I think that people should sue them. And I think that's the only way that they're going to get it to mm-hmm. expose it. Yeah. So anyway, Tig, are you ready for Happily Ever After Thoughts? Boy, am I. (laughs) Are you? Um, Yes. Okay. Uh, Did you cry? No. (laughs) Did you? No. No, but that would have been interesting. Okay. I sobbed through the entire (laughs) film. I had a box of tissues. <laughs> uh, who were you attracted to? Oh, Spanky. You were, <laughs> you were attracted to Spanky. Spanky. She is attractive. Spanky. Um, I would say, well, I'm attracted to 70s mm. and 80s John Travolta. Ah, he made an appearance in the movie. So that's. that's All right. Well, if we're doing that, I mean, I am attracted to Tom Cruise. Thank you. (laughs) Stephanie is in love with Tom Cruise. I mean, I can see why. She thinks he's very compelling and just such a great actor. And she just loves watching him. Is that why she married you? Because you're like (laughs) the next best thing. Yeah. Oh my God. If I did my if I did my own stunts, I would snap in two. I I'm like <laughs> But yes, it is funny that she ended up marrying me. Mm-hmm. And it is funny that I ended up on Star Trek and in this new zombie action film that my life is going in the direction of action. Okay. Yes. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Wait, who are you attracted to? Tom Cruise? Yeah, I'm a, I'm attracted to Tom Cruise. To TC? TC. Have you met him? I haven't. Hmm. Mm-mm. Hmm. In my mind, I have. Hello. <laughs> you Yellow. think that's how he talks? <laughs> Yellow. No, I was just more of an onlooker of just like, Yellow. You too. Oh. <laughs> uh... And did you cry? No. No, no, I didn't cry. No. No, but I did. I really like this documentary. Uh-huh. Not that we're here to tell you if we like it or not. Are we? Is that part of Have our show? Have you never listened to our show? <laughs> Are you unfamiliar? <laughs> it's really well done. It's fascinating. It's interesting. The people in it are just, it was just really, really well done. Oh, and. Yes. This might be fun for our listeners to know, but we're not going to fully spill the beans. But you and I might be going on a trip together. Oh, yeah. And it might be fun for our listeners. I hope this happens. I hope this happens. I we'll hope keep this you happens. We, <laughs> girl, I hope this happens. Oh, hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Um <laughs> Yes, we might be going on a trip together, and mm-hmm. we will keep you posted. Keep you posted. You want to read some true fan mail before we go? Of course, girl, of course. 
All right. Page D writes, my favorite episode has been The Inventor. I loved it so much that I shared it with an old friend who I knew would enjoy it. And I was right. She lost her shit when it came to the part on herpes testing in Walgreens. She shared the episode with her husband and he couldn't believe that you two were not drunk. (laughs) I assured her that you two were definitely not drinking when recording your podcast, but now I'm second guessing myself and have wondered if in fact you do drink during the recording. No judgment from us if you are, but can you please let us all know so we can put the issue to rest? Thanks for all the laughs. I don't really drink. Um, In fact, I haven't had a drink in almost a year. Wow. Yeah. I have, but I don't do it. Old numb face over here. (laughs) I don't don't drink while we're doing our podcast. That's the only time. It's the only time I don't drink. I think I wouldn't be able to talk. I already have a hard time and I'm very unprofessional, like just giggling the whole time, which is gross. Ew. (laughs) Old numb face. No, we're not drunk. Mm -mm. Um, We're stone cold sober. Immature. (laughs) Immature and sober. Mm -hmm. Not sober. And I'm not like a sober person. I'm not in AA. But it's okay if you are. Well, if yes. one is right, it would just be weird if me, who has a drink maybe once every month or two, would go to AA. Mm. I'm just saying. Yes, we. Get I it. don't have a problem with drinking for health reasons. But if one does, that's yes. okay too. For that's health reasons. Yes, I haven't healthy. had a drink in over a year, in All almost right. a year. You're very healthy. I can't. I don't know how you do it. Uh, you guys, we love reading your messages, comments, and reviews. Keep letting us Speak know what for you yourself. think about the docs and leave us a review. And we just might read your responses on the show. And by the way, we will be watching Crip Camp next week, which you can watch on Netflix. Fantastic. Cheryl, should mm-hmm. we do it again? Um, yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. You can also email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. That was a HeadGum Podcast.